Hello, and welcome back. Hello. You guys all good? Yep. Ian's like, yep, and he's ready to go. And Ashlyn, shortest <laughs> podcast ever. Um, we had we had a kind of before we get into like the entertainment portion of our podcast, which is what we do. I have to say, as someone who is not a native of Southern California, uh, I'm not down with the earthquakes. I just want uh, I just want to put that out there. And we were like mm. what 150, 120 miles away from it. Yeah, I can't imagine being close to an epicenter like that. Like it just made me want to shit my drawers. Seven point one is the largest earthquake I've yeah. ever been so in. So on July fourth in the afternoon, we had the what was it a six point something out of Ridgecrest, Ridgecrest, and they really got shaken up. So that was pretty bad news. And then the next, then at four o'clock in the morning. The dog woke me up growling. There was a rolling thing all night long. I literally put a marble on the side of the um, bedstead and watched it roll back and forth all night long. Oh, my gosh. And then the next day, we had the 7.1. That is the longest I've ever felt an earthquake. It went on for, I was looking at my watch, 50 seconds in our house. The chandelier was swinging, and it was just like, this is, it's not normal. And there's no warning. It was a rolling. It was earth- rolling earthquake, which is just as terrifying as just the the real sharp. Yeah. You know, shaking, the hard shaking. Yeah, just no to both of those. Just yeah. it sucked. It was just like, I don't know what to do with that. You know, I don't know where to go. But I just know that the the comforting thing though is that since last summer we got. We had this neighborhood watch program, and we got together to talk about earthquake preparedness. Just came up last summer. Everybody's like, you know, the big one's going to come anytime soon. We're approaching the anniversary of Northridge. That's what they were saying all last August. You know, and we we took it seriously. And I think then you listened to Blackout, Rami Malek's podcast, and you came home from like a road trip listening to that, and you're like, we got we got we got to really beef up. Our <laughs> <laughs> we got to really beef up. It makes the sh- it makes makes you paranoid. It made us go, okay, we need to get our stuff. So I got fire extinguishers. I'm ordering, I'm getting it today. I'm getting a a ham radio workbook to get my grade one, at least technician uh, level ham radio license. Get uh, get that kind of going. Because it reminds you, like, no joke, you have to be ready for this. So we've been stockpiling water. We've got canned goods and stuff. But, like, there's so many little things that I know we got to do. Plus a generator. We now, need to get a damn generator. Now all we need to do is start stockpiling weapons. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like Waco <laughs> style. That's awesome. <laughs> Please rate us. See, these the, past few days is what I thought California was like all the time. <laughs> right. Well, then to find out that in the month or so, in the past month, there's been over like 1,400 smaller quakes in this plate. The, the, the crazy thing is, is that like we're the... The, the part of, of the state where all this is originating from, it's not like they have earthquakes there all the time. No. So this is all new to them, too. So we don't know. I mean, and I don't know. I'm not going to be a conspiracy theorist so much as just kind of openly wondering, is this caused by fracking? Probably is. Are we fracking this shit uh, out of, you know, that part of California? And it's like, nope. I don't know. They're probably doing something up there. You know, somebody's up to some some kind of no good. You can't be California and not be up to some sort of like. Or or business. to or to use this logic, it's 
it's God punishing them. The 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 the, the queers. The, no, the oh. cit- the citizens of Ridgeline or whatever it's called, Ridge Ridgecrest, Crest. for um, voting in or or voting uh, McCarthy as their there's the representative uh, in the house. So it's one of one of the uh, peccadillos. God likes to punish people yeah. for their that voting jackass. preferences. Okay, <laughs> I'll allow it. Do as good as reason as ever. So we're ready, and it's kind of like that's if you're on the way to getting ready, you feel a little bit more prepared than saying like my my girlfriend was texting me and she's like, we live in an apartment and they have two young kids and she was just like, uh, what's in your earthquake kit? And I started telling her personally what you know, I started doing. You don't have to. You don't have to get the kits, but you know, starting down that road. And MREs and stuff like that aren't those expensive? They're very expensive, but oh. also, you don't have to go that crazy. Just get some Chef Boyardee in the can. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit more nutritious. But some MREs are bougie and nice. I mean, they're. But if you just want it, just something you can eat out up out the can, you know, it's not going to go cannibal level, you know, distances before you get to food. No. You know, it's mostly just the water thing, and then it would be really super nice to have a generator. Just so I'm, but I am writing all my numbers down in uh, by hand, in case that you know cell service is sporadic. You can only make so many phone calls, and then you have the ham um, operating the ham radios we're gonna get. And I know that sounds crazy, but like if you're cut off from people, it's a good way to communicate because you really want to shelter in place in this case, unless your structure is unlivable. You want to be in a. You want to stay at home. You want to stay put because trying to get out in the streets is probably the most dangerous thing you can do. And Lord, don't let one of us be on a bridge or under one or. Or fucking working on like the fiftieth floor of some yes. goddamn fucking building. That's the thing you think about, you know. Every time, like when I was up at the NBC building and the Trans America building, I'm just like, fuck, man. This this would not be a good time for an earthquake. It's better we better not have an earthquake right now. And there's a fault line that runs along. Uh, isn't like alongside Santa Monica, so it probably is. All right. I'm I'm so <laughs> I'm so paranoid about the big one happening. Like as soon as I move there, it'll probably happen. Yeah. Because I because I was telling like my friends like they were asking me about like how Los Angeles went and one of them was like I was telling them like how much like good luck I had with like American Airlines and everything. And they were like, you're like the most unluckiest person I know. And I'm like, I know, right? And she's like, I'm surprised like the San Andreas didn't just rupture the moment you stepped off the plane. <laughs> I was like, me too. So <laughs> nah. I've had I've had nightmares being like stuck in one. Yeah. Although I get I get natural disaster nightmares all the time. I think for me, it's like I, I grew up with tornadoes and had been in several nasty ones. And it, it rattles you, but it also kind of scars you and then you learn how to walk around with that kind of mentality y'all are kind of a little bit more used to it than i am like your mom and dad were like oh oh they're just having an earthquake like just like it's a curiosity and went probably about their business they couldn't give two shits well when you've had when you've experienced a lot of them you know it's it's sort of like okay it's gonna stop soon sure but like when you're in one where it's like northridge was just next level yeah i mean that it shit just doesn't just stop did not stop yeah that's what you're waiting for you're waiting for how long is this going to happen you don't really know which direction to head anyway it's part of it though i wouldn't live anywhere else though i know people are like that's crazy it kind of sorts people out though it's like if you can't handle just get out get out more <laughs> shaking ground for me to live on um speaking of things that are scary pretend wise 
Uh, while we were being treated to the shakers in the ground and uh, a tank parade in our capital, um, we had and we also had the premiere of Stranger Things season three. And what a perfect <laughs> series! I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry, I had no idea where that segue was going. <laughs> perfect series to debut in such dark and uncertain and fucked up times. Judges, did we like that segue? That they said no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, here's the thing. Fuck the judges. I don't own me. Um, so Ashlyn podcast is recorded in front of live studio audience. In case you guys didn't know, they just never say anything. Stupid fucking idiots. We drag it off the street. They're tied to chairs. (laughs) They're not a willing audience. Um, so stranger things is back and these are going to be spoilers. So if you have not seen stranger things, please stop listening right now. We don't want to ruin your life. You don't want to be me with, (laughs) Andre last night in our group chat in Ashlyn's sister's thread, I literally ruined the ending of Stranger Things for him. <laughs> I thought you would be done by now. I thought he's across this. Like he's already seen it on the Fourth of July. He's already seen Spider Man. He's clocked this. Yeah. And here it was, I am it was a safe shit. assumption. It was a safe assumption. I don't blame you. I just I was so trying bad. to watch it with my mom and she has been kind of all over the place this weekend, so we haven't been able to sit down and just clock all of it. At once, mom. Do that you not was know we plan, have priorities. But, we know. have a show, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I told her this morning. I was like, I because I had to watch the last two episodes of Howler. I was like, I gotta have it done. I'm recording tonight. I just gotta have it done, mom. She's like, that's fine. I don't care. <laughs> She's watching good. the last episode. Did right you now, tell her actually, that so I ruined I'm... it for you? No. <laughs> God, I'm so sorry. I feel really no, terrible though. I mean, like normally, I just I. We are on the same page, and I know what you've seen and what you haven't. I just assumed you had whittled right straight through it. So, yeah, it didn't affect me that like it didn't affect my view experience too much, honestly, because yeah. I think the, the execution of it was just amazing and, and beautiful. Can I just say this season has like been like so? I mean, it was good. This is Stranger Things, of course. We we expect it, but it was like next level. Like, yeah oh okay like oh this is how you write for a show like this oh yeah okay. I, I thought season three is the strongest ones they've, they've done so far i mean i like i think so even too. more than one i was mad about two season twos are hard um i didn't hate season two i just wasn't like you know again i was like okay if they keep going and then sure enough they came in season three solid out of the box mm-hmm. just fun really fun beautifully done we know the characters by now, so we have a relationship with them um, and seeing yeah. them all and they're, you know, kind of all the same, but but changes as well. Mm-hmm. I like what they did. I really, and it didn't feel tropey. It didn't feel, for a show that loves to just, you know, wrap itself in tropes, um, I found it to be very refreshing. I quite liked it. Me too. Me too. I think it subverted a lot of our expectations, definitely. Yes how it ended um it i don't know i think the pairings this season is what really got me as yeah. well the groups yeah. mm-hmm. i love how they were just like so expertly able to take the a b c d plots and spread them out throughout the season and then have them organically converge for the final episode and i'm like oh my god this is brilliant it makes me want to go right that's like my measuring bar for like watching this shit if I, if like i finish watching it and I, I have the urge to just go write something, then I know that the show just did a good job. Mm-hmm. Same thing when I'm just listening to a good score. I was like, that makes me want to go write. Same thing. That's cool. Um, 
but yeah, it took it took characters into places like we didn't expect. I think especially Eleven had a lot of different things going on this season that she had before. Yeah, and I think that twist at the end with her losing her powers last minute was really interesting because it's something that her and we as an audience have been banking on the fact that she has this this power. And throughout this whole season, she's been able to solve all these problems with just willing it out of existence. But when she doesn't have that anymore, she has to use another weapon that she's not so accustomed to, which is words. Like she wasn't taught like vocabulary because as a kid, she was like put in this facility and she had to use those words to reach out to Billy and for him to, you know, ultimately save the day. So I thought that was just brilliant. Yeah. I liked the, I liked how it just felt good, felt comfortable. It was well done. There's no need to have all kinds of crazy hidden trap doors. They just st- stuck with some just really good old smooth storytelling. Mm-hmm. So I loved it. And again, you know, we have two characters who are being sacrificed on the show. And I feel like Stranger Things has proven that they're not playing around. You know, Sean Astin came back in a flashback, but he certainly wasn't there. You know, uh, was it Robert? Did he play Robert? Yeah, Bob. Bob? Yeah. So we see Bob in flashback, but when Bob, you know, died, Bob is dead. So yeah, I feel like Hopper and Billy are dead. Right? Mm-hmm. I um, I think so too. Per Joyce, man. Joyce, she, man. Shitty taste in she, men. She's got to. <laughs> she's a little nervous. She's a little weird. I feel like she would pick. She'd probably be a disaster on Tinder too, or OK Cupid. She'd probably find the next guy who would die. Like, just don't date Joyce Byers. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean that that flashback crushed me with with uh, oh, God, Bob yeah. like them on the couch just like watching TV and like yeah. it just cuts to her being alone eating her cold lasagna I'm like oh god that's yeah. me Sean uh, Aston <laughs> showed up to the Atlanta set just to make that goldenness happen so I was like yes yes she Joyce also had such a different role this season too whereas the past two I've been her kind of been like the quite like rightly the paranoid and overprotective mom and now she's taking things into her own hands and like doing things and yeah, like she's always know. like i got this i know how this all goes yeah. down <laughs> I, like they gave her that they empowered her they gave her some agency i yes. just was so happy about that my my two favorites though this season uh were robin uh mm. this is ethan Hawke's daughter and um i can't remember her mom's super famous tarantino uh, uh, uma? Uh, uma? uma thurman uma thurman yeah i think this is uma and yeah and Ethan's daughter. She's amazing in this. I couldn't keep my eyes off of her. She was awesome. And then Penny, um, the little sister, Penny, the, the capitalist. I mean, she just stole it. She just stole the whole thing. She oh, walked Erica? in her whole Erica. Yes, not Penny. Yeah. Erica doing her whole capitalism speech about like, <laughs> yeah. you need me to go in this, you know, this vent. I feel like, you know, she negotiated herself. Just a beautiful deal there. That was um, great. The first of many. I want ice cream for life. I feel like at this point, I just want Erica to be president. Um, whatever we got to do to rig it our way. If we're rigging elections <laughs> and the Russians are listening, you know, can you just, can you put someone worthwhile? <laughs> Elect Erica. I loved it. I like, I, I love the big, um, subterranean mall dookie monster there's all these kind of like statements about america and the mall yeah 
um, which I loved. There's a lot of that going on. Yeah. And then just for me, going back in time, and like that was my mall. It they literally the attention to detail in that mall was off the charts, down to the Orange Julius logo and the wood panels, and it looked exactly like that. Do they have oh, a, yeah. a workout a workout studio? Yes, in the mall? they had a jazzercise room. Wow. And everybody was bugging on that. What's going on? All the women yeah. had the butt floss, the clothing. This this whole thing that they do is magical because you're the younger people are like, oh, this is cool old timey times, and I'm sitting here going, holy crap! I've actually been in that mall. I know how it smells. Yeah. So yeah, well, that's the Duffer Brothers for you. Like this whole show is is their love letter to their childhood, basically, Absolutely. Absolutely. which I love. It's great. It gives it a lot of heart. Who was the guy with the hair who's working with Robin? What's his name? Main guy? Steve? Steve? Yeah. I found myself really appreciating Steve in season three. I really liked him in season two. I know. I loved him in season two. And then in season three, like, he was one of my mains. I really... my favorite trope is is taking a disgruntled douchebag teenager and making him the mom of like a a group of just asshole kids. Yes. And using that as character development. Like yes. that's amazing. Absolutely. Like when Dustin came back and he's like, Henderson! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so great. It was it's... so great. Steve had such like just from where he started, like in season one, it was very much supposed to be like Steve is a douchebag boyfriend that Nancy shouldn't be with so we can make Jonathan the special boyfriend that she should be with. But then they just realized how good Joe Keery was as Steve and just snowballed him into the rest of the story and now he's become one of my favorite characters. Yeah. I want to see more of that. I like how the cliff, there's a cliffhanger ending. So we don't know. Mm -hmm. Demogorgon seems to be back. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully Will will move to a larger city where he can be openly gay. Um, <laughs> I feel like maybe Joyce goes to a bigger pond, finds less deader fish, but it's going to be like it. It's going to be like the, the sequel to it. You know, everyone's going to go off to their all parts mm-hmm. and then, you know, the Demogorgon's back. We always got to go back to, you know, Indiana. And yeah. battle the monsters and the hail mouth. Yeah, it's like, it's like hell mouth. The sunny dale of Indiana. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that'd be a pretty organic ending for the show. I don't think they have been uh, renewed for season four, but they probably will be, and oh, that yeah. may or may not be their final season. Um, it's gonna be depending you know on these actors, I... right? These actors are gonna go when they say they're done. You know, I feel like when Millie says she's done, that's gonna be your oh, you know, true. your dominoes. Like now we're all out. So. True. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. If they have something to jump to, they're, well, they've got a. They're laying this out. But you out. said one of them's already on Broadway, so right? That one. That they've whole, already that whole musical scene. The couple of them have already been on Broadway. Yeah, the the fact that they uh, had uh, Dustin sing, and I'm like, this is because he's you know he's a Broadway singer. You might as well use it. The whole never ending story right duet, in the, right in the middle of like <laughs> pure. <laughs> yeah. Talk about! I was like, these dudes are totally just jizzing off to their, their childhood. They're just like it's, it's uh, that whole scene. Like they're just in the car, and like the mind flare is like chasing them, and they're like, that was my is, favorite scene. What? <laughs> they're like, what is he doing? Yeah, everybody's the world frozen. Is ending. Hopper. Everybody's just <laughs> yeah. waiting. Like, like, yeah. like okay. What, who, what does? Uh, why no, no. What, what? What uh, character does she? Does She's she play? Joyce. She's just like, 
leaning on the wall on the fence. <laughs> yeah. On the safe, yeah. Like, yeah. When's this going to be over? All of these people are in place. And it's like, never ending story. Ah. <laughs> sense, yeah. <laughs> it's like rap, you know, it didn't have the abridged version. It was awesome. <laughs> there was some just great moments. It was just such good fun. I didn't yeah. want to see it end. That's how I feel about Stranger Things every time. You gulp it all down and then you're like, oh, shit, got to wait another two years. All the kids will be in their 30s. Um, Going to mention it briefly. The uh, Stranger Things for Adults is back. Dark. Um, it's very dark. You also need to get your Pepe as Sylvia strings and board out because you have to get sort of track three different time periods but it's back so that's my other netflix flat netflix <laughs> netflix <treat>. love that <laughs> uh so yeah highly recommend that can we also just say as of this morning the u.s women's team are once again world cup champions uh yeah hell yeah hell yes uh we don't often do sports but i mean like this is the most badass women's team. We were up at eight watching it. Yeah. We drug our asses out of bed. We watched uh, Megan Rapino and uh, Captain Morgan and um, all of the girls. Is it Alyssa's the goalie? I want to say her name is Alyssa. I don't know who the goalie is. They're out there kicking ass and taking names. And the Netherlands were not happy. The Dutch were not happy. They were mad. I don't, you know, and they played. I want to say they played well, but they were kind of nasty. The the, but they were there was a brawling. They were both brawling back and yeah. forth. I feel like it was equal brawling. Well, it's sort of it's sort of like it's sort of like you know I, the way watching them like the French. I think the French and and the Dutch play very much similar. Where it's like you know just all out, yeah, and tough. As whereas like the United States, they play tough, but they know how to hide their fouls. Yeah, you know it's we like, are good at that, and that's what I think the next level for those other two teams is like they won't get all those you know penalty calls when they learn how to just tuck it in, tuck it in, and mm -hmm. and and you know cheat without getting caught. Well, it's not a cheat if you, you know, know if you're faking off the ref, well, the ref you know you're, you're not, not if you're not cheating you're not you're not playing hard enough. Yeah, they're not they're not catching you and with the body language and the whatever that's called poker body yeah. on the field. Yeah. I just made that up. I don't poker know, body. <laughs> So that was cool. But I don't know much about soccer. That was just my... I don't know shit about know, soccer. Yeah. I just know that I can't watch men's soccer because they, they spend more time falling on the ground and holding their knee. If I wanted to spend that kind of time with melodramatic people, I'd hang out with a bunch of 14-year-old girls, you know, yeah. just watch them squeal that was five That was my childhood. Yeah. I just know. Yeah, yeah. Soccer is, is the only sport that I, like, mildly can, like, conceptualize and understand. Right. <laughs> Only because I was watching it so much as a kid because soccer is huge in Portugal. Right. And I was on, like, a kid's league for, like, a couple of years. I still love playing it to this day. It's the only sport where I'll be like, yes, I will play some soccer. Everything else, I'm just like, mm, I'll yeah. watch. <laughs> I didn't come up with it. I mean, the closest we had was a kickball. You know? <laughs> <laughs> kickball. You get a lot of balls in the face. Junior high school. Soccer's big here on the west side. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, I think it's huge everywhere. It's been like that for a moment. Yeah. I think rugby is trying to rear its head in the United States. I see more and more rugby teams around. The true football. Uh, okay, so I know that you got to go and see it. Um, how was Spider-Man? 
Is it Spider-Man uh, Far From Home? Was that the name of the one that's yep. out? Okay. Mm-hmm. It was spectacular and amazing and just overall a great time. It was. It was just, it was really great. I don't want to say too much. Um, trying to keep it non-spoilery. Okay. Um, but it was, I, I can like easily say that it's, in my opinion, I think it's a step up from the first one. But it's such a different film from the first one as well. And it's also a really nice sort of epilogue to Endgame a oh, little bit. cool. Um, yeah, it's meant to be the last. F- this film is meant to be the last film of the whole Infinity Saga. And then our next Marvel film, which we actually don't know what is next, is going to start out phase four for us. Um, but yeah, it's a nice companion piece while also being uh, its own thing. Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio was a welcome surprise and I couldn't take my eyes off of him. Not just because he's like a dreamboat, but like also because he's just a great actor. Um, Tom Holland did great. You know, there's a lot of surprises that you necessarily wouldn't expect. Um, They do deal with the fallout of the snap um, and how it affected like all of like the weird kids. Like, are we still in high school or not? Like, are we 21 or 16? You know? um they call it in this it's not a spoiler but in this movie they call it the blip um which is which is really funny and there's just east there's easter eggs everywhere in this film cool. uh, my favorite being um uh peter at one point is on a flight to europe the whole point of the movie and he's got like the screen in front of him he's trying to pick a movie and you look at the titles of the movies and it's one movie is like the snap and it's a documentary about the snap and how that affected the world. And then the next one is finding Wakanda. And then the next one is like a tribute to Tony Stark. And you're like, if that's like not the best subtle world building I've ever seen, so then like, cause of course people would be making documentaries about these things. I like, love of that. Course. I love that the world so feels really like that. So I'm going to make it a does. prediction. I haven't read anything about it. I'm not going to read anything about it. Um, blink once or twice if this theory I have is true. Um, okay. Is, will we see Tony in this movie in the past? Because Mysterio can, he got through some moon door stuck in this time. Um. Do you want me to answer that? Uh, you just blink twice if it's yes. Well, it's just not so a I yes or no question. It. It's, it's not a yes or no, but... But we're not done with Tony Stark is what I'm saying is I'm expecting homie to show up and I'll say Spider-Man. I'll say that I'll say that he didn't come back to shoot new scenes. I'll say that. Okay. Yeah. All right. But I just feel like there's some there's some Tony that's gonna be in this movie. I felt like even before you said the whole like bookend and of the story, I I just feel like there's something out there. Are all yeah. of their contracts up? Mm-hmm. I think so for the most the, part they're all, all the wrapped guys. up, yeah. They've, except for except for Chris Hemsworth, he's still got a couple of films. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. going out with the Guardians, I think, to do a couple more films, right? At least one Guardians film. And I think so. It would it would be logical to assume that he's in the third Guardians, yeah. Yeah, but it would be nice to see Thor go off on his own and just have a, another standalone movie. I think that that is that's imminent as well. He wants to do it. Worth can say goodbye to it and like bounce off of it and yeah. Yeah, he wants to do it. Taika Waititi wants to do it, so it's probably gonna happen. Yeah. Are they ever gonna see uh, what's her name? Um, She was in the first one, his first love. Oh, I don't know. 
I don't know if Portman's interested in doing this just film like, anymore. She sort of pieced out on that one. I think she kind of does what she wants. No. She is the Who? Audrey Hepburn of our time. Natalie Portman. Oh, yeah. Like if I'm still not entirely sure if she actually came back for Endgame to shoot that one scene or if that was just like unused footage. I'm still not entirely sure if yeah, she I'm actually sure came either. back yeah. for that. We'll never know. She had some, yeah, there was some weird things going on on the set of the second Thor um, that she wasn't like super happy about is what the story is. Really? Um, yeah, but that whole that whole movie, especially the post-production, was kind of a mess. And yeah, so. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I thought those people aren't involved in the projects anymore. I'm assuming. Uh, you know what's good? Um, again, I don't know if anybody I mentioned this last time, but I want to keep saying it. Every week that I spend with Mary Louise, Meryl Streep's character in Big Little Lies, the more I just keep re-falling in love with Meryl Streep. And also, I want to mention this one more time because it's creepy that Mary Louise is actually Meryl's real first name. And Meryl is a nickname. Didn't know that. Whoa, so is, is Meryl finally playing herself? Because this woman is savage, <laughs> big bad. You know what I love about Mary Louise? She, I absolutely am on her side. She shows up. She's getting all this shady information. Forget for a fact that then her son was a psychopath, rapist. Forget that for a second. But she's just like not letting it go. <laughs> And she is such a baddie because she is that Dolores Umbridge character that you're like, I understand kind of where you're coming from. Mm. Well, Dolores had never understood Dolores. Fuck that bitch. But I'm just saying like with Mary Louise, (laughs) I'm like, these are questions that a person would ask if their son was, you know, what they believe to be murdered. She's really, and she's just has no boundaries and she has no inner dialogue. She just says things to people. And it's just, I can't explain it. It's a beautiful performance. So that's happening every week. And I wonder every, if she's going to win an Emmy for that. She probably, yeah. Maybe she needs another um, doorstop or like her fourth boat ramp or something. And her magic floating castle in the sky. I think um, when you get Meryl Streep on your project, you're probably expecting some recognition. Yeah. Like you're <laughs> expecting some heat, yeah. Exactly. On top of the fact that you have like, the top actor of, you know, female actresses in town in it, you know, on top of that, you got Coleman and Witherspoon and Kravitz and, uh, Woodley and Dern. And then you sprinkle a little, you know, little Merle, little Merle on top of there. You're like, "Mm mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of HBO, I know you guys are very excited to know this. For any of you who didn't go see Bohemian Rhapsody, it's now on HBO. Fall in love with it all over again, or see it for the first time and fall in love. I don't, I don't write the the taglines for the show, <laughs> um, but it's good if you who haven't. Wrote HBO, this? please sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> HBO, please sponsor. Uh, Rami Malek, that bitch owes us some money at this point. I've been pushing his career for years. <laughs> uh, cut me a check. Oh, are you talking about Oscar Award uh, winner? Academy uh, Award Malick? winning Rami Malek? Yeah, yeah. I sure mm-hmm. am. Yeah. Um, so that bitch, is he, his movie is on HBO. So go go see her movie. Um, and then every week, I'm really sick of Handmaid's Tale. I can't stop watching it. I'm going to keep watching it. But if the tide doesn't start to turn... If we don't start getting the revenge, if we don't get to like on the other side of the torture porn that is every single episode, I'm going 
kicked off all the of chads myself. <laughs> this is what they did the last you know, the last two years is that they It's too much. They do all of this stuff. It's a beautiful done it's beautifully done, but I feel like I'm watching now not the disaster fest that has been the Walking Dead, and we get into her in a minute. Um, but it's like <laughs> I I don't know. I don't I feel yeah. like they could have they should have done this in two seasons and been done with yeah. the story. Like these these lingering shots on her eyeball as she's looking up or something. It's like that does. I mean, okay, you're mad. I get it. But the I'd editor, but too. I feel like the editor's sitting there going, "Oh, they held that shot for another four seconds. I need to pad this out. It's I'm gonna like, lay. Why? I'm gonna stay on that." Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's not moving it along. Let's get to this conclusion. Yeah. You could actually have the taking on of Gilead, you know, directly, um, and and still have this impact. Although I will have to say, and this is a mild spoiler for uh, Handmaid Tales, when we find out just how powerful Nick is. That did blow my skirt up. It did, but it's it didn't it doesn't it doesn't follow though. It doesn't follow its own lore because why would why would Nick just do the some of the things that he did early on? It's like was he just you know is he is he psychotic? Is no, he- here's the thing. I mean, you know, I know a lot of really lovable and likable sociopaths and psychopaths. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. Is like was he just playing a you know. I think he was game. one. Of, I think he was a dude who orchestrated all these bombings, and that, that's just my theory. We don't know for sure that he helped kill Congress because he believed in some future. And you see, a lot of these people have true buyer's remorse. Maybe he got on the other side of this revolution that he helped start and seal, and he's looking at it like, "Wow, aren't I a piece of shit?" Yeah, I just, I just, I'm just like, you don't think the show's gonna do I, it that I, way? No, well, I think what I'm doing, what I, what I think is, is, is like this last couple episodes when they showed how strong Gilead really is. Right. And that there was somebody above Fred. Yeah. Because like early on, I thought Fred was like pretty high up. And then um, the, the dude who was in the West Wing. Yeah. He, he was like. Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Not Bradley Cooper. Not Bradley Cooper. You know what I'm talking about. Whitford. Yeah, Whitford. Yeah. Um, that he was high up and these guys were architects of this thing. And now there's this whole other echelon in yeah. D.C. And I'm like. Okay, you. Ju- I just went through this whole two seasons of thinking one thing, and then you just blew your own lore out of the water, and now I have to readjust. I don't know I that just- I minded it though. I don't think it did that though. I feel like it was like these. We were following the handmaid, right? And this handmaid just happens to be in this middle manager place, so we kind of get the lay of the land through. But Serena, they didn't. They weren't middle managers. They were like architects of this. Well, thing. they yeah, they are, and they're like the founding fathers. So homies, just they're George Washington. I don't feel like he's sitting like hugely above them because he's not a king. Yeah, it just felt weird when they walked in and then they had all these kids, and it's like if you guys are like upper echelon, you would know about this person and how many kids. It's it shouldn't be a surprise. Yeah, there was a couple of things. Of, was just the weird. execution of yeah. it felt off. I totally agree with that. And also, I'm just it's like, like... they're stretching. They're, they're trying to... Well, yeah. You know, and inventing like the closeted gay father of seven, you know, hostages. Let's just be honest. They're stealing the... They're just raping these women and stealing their kids. Yeah. It's just, you know, enslavement. Um, yeah, and just having Christopher Maloney's character be this... He's the bad guy, but he's also queer. What <laughs> what yeah, TV show am I watching? So this is where I know that old white men are running the, sh- uh, the running the writer's room because that's something you do, I don't know, in 2003, 
2004, five, you're six, like, seven, eight, you've nine. You've run out of ideas, and you don't know how to yeah. wrap this thing you're up. making the bad man a gay guy, and he's closeted, and and I was just, my head just fell. I was like, oh, fuck. Is he the only queer character on the show? Uh, that I, well, the queer, no, the, the, the good queers are Moira, you know, who's already gone to Canada, and then Emily, you know,'s character um, finally makes it out, and she returns to her wife. So we have positive female, and then of course June's mother yeah. was a big lesbian activist um, who who's constantly telling her daughter like this shit's coming, and June's constantly rolling her eyes, and her mom's like, "You may think I'm a crazy old fool, but we know a thing or two." Anyway. There's there's a lot of that, but I just felt like now now we have a gay male character, and we did have a one male queer character early on, but again he was a day player. Um, her colleague who was hanged, yeah, they hanged him on the yeah. university because he was uh, gay. The professor, yeah, yeah, he was had a husband and the whole. So they went through and they did a purge of all the the homosexuals when Gilead falls. But the women who were of breeding type, whether they're, they didn't care about their sexuality, they were taken as handmaidens. If you had any kind of illicit affair, they judged you a scarlet woman. That's the criteria they're using, but they really just want women of birthing age. So, to have their stupid babies. It's, te- it's tedious. Season, season two and three are just tedious. They are tedious and because I don't necessarily want it to be like, I don't need to see Stallone in the form of Rory come through the door, you know, going, oh, I'm going to kill you all. Yeah. But it would be nice if it just didn't drag out the way it is. I feel like you could probably clip about six episodes out of the last two seasons and we wouldn't miss a thing. So, Well, a lot of the really it's beautiful shots, itself, I think. you know, they could cut those down too. I mean, they're really great looking shots, but yeah. it doesn't do anything. It's beautiful it garbage a lot of times. I just feel like it's beautiful, yeah. you know, filler. Um, I don't know if you guys have been hearing about this movie. I'm going to go see it when I get my courage together. I'm going to go see Midsummer. I've been hearing something about Midsummer, like almost from everybody I know who was talking about, these are the same people who said, go see Get Out early. And there were people who said us. As soon as us just flashed on the screen, I had all my friends who I trust were like, go see us, go see us. And then uh, I started hearing it about Midsummer, And just oh, because... Really? It's just I've been so freaked out about what it's going to possibly be because I'm just hearing like crazy. This is a guy who did um, hereditary, hereditary. Hereditary? Thank you. I can't say that word <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> apparently. Um, that one just was just absolutely horrifying and twisted and stayed with me. And I was like, this dude disturbs me, almost on the level of uh, Lars von Trier. So I was like... I don't know. So I read what happens, and now I'm okay to see it. Now I'm like, I know what's coming, so I did spoil it for myself. I'm not going to spoil it here. I'm just saying I finally read it just to go, all right, because I I don't know if I can take it Mm -hmm. being that on edge. And I was like, oh, that's horrifying. So I'm going to highly recommend uh, go check it out. I don't know. I'm not going to recommend it. I haven't seen it, but I feel like it's highly disturbing. Like, Somebody, one of my favorite comedians, I forget who it was, was just like, I, that rearranged my DNA. <laughs> like, that did my <laughs> head in. I was like, oh, what? 
I, I mean, I, I like the concept of having a horror movie in broad daylight. Yeah. I really like the twist on that, especially <laughs> I had just like come back a couple hours ago from, from uh, seeing the new Annabelle film. Uh-huh. It's just another like, I only went to to see it because my friend wanted to see it and I hadn't seen it in a while. So I was like, yeah, I'll go to see this. And yeah. Yeah. We'll just leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's cool. Fair enough. But I do think I'm probably going to try. We should go see a matinee of Midsummer before it gets out of theaters. Maybe. I yeah. don't know. But I do want to see now. I mean, I knew I was, I'm going to see Spider-Man for sure. But I'm kind of waiting for a lot of things to sort of flump into my streaming. We're also kind of on a summer budget. We pay so much for cable and stuff. We're just like, nah, we're not going to do this. Running around chasing the ticket on opening <laughs> weekend. till they start cutting me like a check, I'm probably not going to fill the theaters for a lot of films for the rest of the summer. Um, so, yeah. That's it. That's me declaring. <laughs> Is there anything else anybody has been watching that has been on your radar just as a side thing? Nothing that comes to mind. I've got this thing that I, because I pick something to uh, to have on in the background while I play Fallout sometimes, which is not fair to content. Because, you know, I won't do it if I'm watching Euphoria, let's just say, or Lost of Spookies, you know, something that I'm really invested <laughs> in. But um, I will pop something on thinking people are talking about this. So I'll see. I ended up like turning toward it and watching it was, uh, it's called On My Block. I guess two seasons are out. They're negotiating with the actors for a third season. It's fun. It's kind of, it reminds me of Kim's Convenience. And you, you said they're, they're negotiating for a, a, a pay bump? Yeah, all the, the four main actors like want a significant pay bump. They're doing like 20000 an episode now. And they want that, you know, upper echelon Stranger Thing money. Because uh, I guess the show is um, hugely popular. Wow. You know, it's Latin kids in Burbank. <laughs> Y'all trying to pass Burbank off as the hood is the biggest stretch for us. I was like, are we in Signal Hill in Long Beach? Is it all Burbank? Because some of it looked like Long Beach. I think I think some of it might have to be Long Beach. Because yeah. they're just like, you know, everybody's walking around like, hey, I say, I'm like... Those are ficus trees. That doesn't happen in the neighborhood. Like, I don't know. Like, this to purposely make neighborhoods look especially hard <laughs> in real life. And then when you, like, you look at this sort of cul-de-sac yeah. land, you're like, huh. I mean, it's hard when you have, like, like open green yards and, like, children's play sets in the front yard. Yeah. It's just like, you know. Because when I, I drive down that, MLK, yeah. you don't see that. I noticed that they did, they uh, they made the Cholo yard a little. But it looked like somebody from the Greensman department made it look like a Cholo, you know, stucco house. I was like, this almost feels racist. <laughs> like, I feel like white people did this. I well, know. I mean, that's it's the thing. Strange. It's like they, they, they're laying on the stereotypes on that one pretty thick. Oh, yeah, they are. Like with Los Spookies, it's not like that. No, not at all. Los Spookies just happens to be, those people just happen it's to just, be. Yeah, that's just their neighborhood. They just happen to be Hispanic. Uh, yeah. Latinx, and then they're just doing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> there really has no, I mean, culturally, there's some stuff there. Yes, it's super fun. But there's also just, we're just funny people making a TV show. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. And we're all speaking Spanish most of the time, which I love. Um, Yeah. So, so on my block, if it's kind of, 
I don't know. It's, you know, it's a young show. I feel like it's fun, you know. But then I need to switch over. Like, I need to catch up on uh, Drunk History. It's back. Um, I kind of keep clocking in with that one every week. What's another thing that was like, like things that feel like super adult, like Drunk History does? (laughs) Why? And that was, uh, I feel like I need to watch a documentary or something or something important on on HBO. So, all right, that's my recommendations. That's it. Pose is still going. Pose, yes. We got to get our Pose watch in this week. But everything else is pretty much. I mean, other than that, like Handmaid's no. Tale, but Barry wrapped, everything else is done. There's a lot of stuff, though. I mean, if you look at, like, the the, the little side shows that we end up watching, there's a lot of stuff that we probably need to, like, go back and clock some episodes of. I know years and years, I got to wait for those to stack up a little bit. There's a lot out there. And, I, and again, I forget what's on Hulu besides Handmaid's Tale. I don't even know what's happened on stars. We got that. I'm like, I feel like we have it. I got to watch something on it. Just play it in the middle of the night while I'm <laughs> sleeping just to get our monies for it, for it. I don't know. And then we're talking about the three of us playing a video game together. We're going to see how that goes down. We got to find like two cheaper copies of Generation Zero and run around in the countryside and kill technology that's run amok and murdered us all. Um, I'm an at-risk teen with a gun in the game. So I feel like I'm going to do pretty good. <laughs> so. I'm, I'm getting a backstory for my, my character. I'm full of remorse about being on my phone all this time. And now mom and dad are dead. And I'm having to fend for myself. So this time <laughs> I'm going to take the world back, mom and dad. Only all of that would be in Swedish because it's the uh, Swedish countryside. And I'm wearing like a fanny pack. Anyway, that's me. all right so um happy viewing everybody so remember um prepare for earthquakes okay uh stranger things 3 is awesome uh you will be sad uh dark is back we uh won uh the world cup our women's uh soccer team spider-man far from home is amazing and all of those other things that i've already forgotten that we've said on this podcast because short-term memory is not a thing right now i'll tell you about it later Uh, All right, so you guys have a wonderful week, and take care of yourself, and uh, I love you. Bye, guys. Bye.